from the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations today. This is Cheryl Esposito. We are very privileged to have with us today a very special guest from Oslo, Norway, Kristen Engbeg, founder of the internationally acclaimed Women's International Networking Conference and Global Forum. Good day, Kristen. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Good day, everyone. It's good to have you here now in Oslo, where you are right now. It is evening, correct? That's correct. It's evening, and it's very dark outside because we and and it has been already for a couple of hours. Oh um, boy. Yeah. But it's You're nice. moving into Definitely. winter. Absolutely getting into winter. Uh, still no snow outside, but there's snow in the mountains already, so oh, <laughs> it's getting colder. It must be lovely, though. It must yeah, be pretty it's pretty charming. In the mountains. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And you Absolutely. spend your time between Oslo and Luzon and uh, Milan, and you, you are quite the, um, the itinerant traveler here. Yes, for sure. Lately, I've been really traveling a lot between Italy and Switzerland, and then just recently adding my home country, Norway, and Oslo onto the onto the route. Um, So I just thought I'll I'll try to to see what Norway is like um, for a while. And um, Ah. so you actually you actually are from Norway. You were born in Yes, Norway, I was Norway. born and I grew up here in Norway and then in my early 20s I went to Italy and I stayed for many, many years. And then I also went to Switzerland and traveled around. So I haven't been around here in Norway for, yeah, many, many years. How does it feel to be back living there? Yeah, I feel really uh, like a foreigner. Uh, oh, <laughs> I feel like a foreigner in many ways. And at the same time, it's also somehow quite relaxing. So I guess there is a part of me that belongs to this place and that recognizes that. And um, so that's good. Well, that that's very interesting because that sense of place that people talk about where they um, go to where they're, it's a bioregion, you know, where their yeah. biology is comfortable. Um, yeah. and maybe there is something to that, huh? It, it, it definitely should be. And... Um, and at the same time, you know, when you haven't, I haven't really followed all the local news. I don't know the names of places and restaurants and this type of things. I'm a little bit out of it. So I also um, need some time. And sometimes funny things happen because I speak with the right accent and I look like everyone here. But then it's, it's as if I am anyway someone who hasn't looked <laughs> like a foreigner. So it's kind of an interesting yeah. Situation. <laughs> well, and in some ways that is very appropriate given the kind of work you have chosen to do, which is to yeah. bring together people, mm-hmm. women specifically, who are um, from many different cultures, bring them together mm-hmm. to help them to appreciate their differences mm-hmm. and to learn from one another. Um, I am absolutely fascinated with what you have done. Um, you mm-hmm. founded the Women's International Networking Group. Um, and you hold a conference and global forum annually. And I was privileged um, in September and October to be with you 
um, in Oslo for the 10th annual and um, got the opportunity to present. I was very honored. And I was so impressed with the group of women who were there. There were more than 700, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were and 700 women from 64 different nations. Oh, And, I mean, that's really interesting. There were a few men there, too, but really not very many. Right, we, right. Uh, maybe seven or something. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but uh, with the exception of the gender diversity, it was not very good. The All the other areas of diversity, I think we were pre- doing very good. There were young women there. There were older women there. There were you know, engineers there. You had the consultants, artists. I think it was, it was a really a beautiful sight. Um, it, was, it was an interesting energy. There was a lot of um, people were very intrigued with each other there was very it was very warm and accepting and you know you don't always experience that when you go to conferences you know anywhere in the world and uh, what I find is that people were genuinely interested in one another and there wasn't so much judgment of um, judgment or a feeling of not belonging, which you often experience. You know, people often say they experience that at conferences um, that are just typical. And that doesn't exist for, for WIN. WIN is what mm-hmm. the Women's International Networking Group is, is shortened to WIN, which I think is just a very cool acronym. Um, mm-hmm. But why do you think that is for WIN? Why, what makes it different? I mean, it's, um, it is, I think we have um, a very, I mean, I, I consciously um, focus on creating uh, an inclusive atmosphere, an inclusive okay. place, because I think that, um, or ideally, let's say, a network, a network is a place, is an experience in which we can flourish and be the best we can. So knowing that, um, I'm consciously trying to then, let's say, create those three days that this conference lasts for um, uh, with this atmosphere, with that, what can I say, a conference culture that is so that everyone feels inclusive, included and, and, and can allow themselves to be open. In order to do that, it's, um, we work on some ground rules. Um, so in the very beginning, uh, basically the demand from people that here being here at WIN, I ask you to kindly try to be as open as possible. Take initiative to talk to people if you see anyone stand alone. Share your problems, be quick to help, and also share your needs and your dreams and opportunities and so on and commit to it. And then also to expect some magic. So these are some of the rules that I kind of try to tell people in the very beginning of the conference. At the same time, we also work on briefing the plenary speakers, we work on other things, you know, having flowers, music, uh, a lot of um, a lot of um, of ingredients, let's say, that make um, that speaks to more than just the brain. So, by having painters exhibit their paintings in the back of the room and music in the beginning of the session before someone comes with a PowerPoint presentation, uh, all of that, um, all of that makes it so that you can probably get that atmosphere. Okay, you never know every year. I mean, we are always trying. This is what you decide to do, and then you just have to hope that also <laughs> this year it <laughs> <can> work. <laughs> right, but right. It, it has, and 
And we also feng shui the room um, before it starts so that any possible bad energy from the day before is gone. <laughs> so, so we do a lot of these things. And, and we also work with the, with the traditional, you know, as you know, there are speakers there holding very traditional presentations. And then we also open up to have speakers talk about more innovative things. You know, I find that fascinating. You really do mix the right brain and left brain, and you really do mm. make sure there's a mix of the head and the heart, um, mm. and that is so conscious. The The way that you did um, the morning sessions where you would open with a concert pianist or an opera singer um, yeah. and really bringing everybody to presence in the room mm. and settling in um, so they could feel, they could literally feel, feel the energy in the room before we started into putting our brains engaged, right, you know? And um, I I wonder, you know, do you think that that would happen in a conference where it was a blend of male and female? Yeah, it's a very good question, Cheryl. I have reflected upon that. Um, And I'm sometimes thinking that it might, it might, um, I, um, at our conferences, we haven't had many men attending, although there were a few years we had more than this year. This year, we really had very, very few. The feedback I've had from some men, though, that have been to the conference or been in a workshop, for instance, is, wow, you know, these women here are so open. They're sharing and they're helping and, you know, it's really quite incredible. Yeah. And, um, so I asked, this is a man I spoke to, a management consultant, and I said to him, what about yourself? Did you, did you open up as well? And he said, yeah, of course, you know, after a little while of feeling uncomfortable, I also started to share with the women. Yeah, yeah. So his comment makes me believe that it isn't necessarily a woman-man issue either. It's about having this uh, holistic approach of allowing people to be present and speaking to the whole person. And maybe if you do that, it also it may also work in in with men. Well, it sounds um, like part of it is the intention and the expectation. Mm-hmm. And when you go to um, typical conferences or gatherings where there isn't the same kind of intention, there is almost an un, um, an unspoken expectation of the way things will happen, the way things are done. You know, kind of really. Yeah. Um, there's marching orders, and um, there is a way to do PowerPoints, and there's a way to do breakout sessions, and there's a way, you know, that everybody is used to. And yeah. so <clears throat> there isn't any creativity that goes into making it different, making it feel yeah. different. And yeah. so you have to have the courage to step out and say, we are going to be different, and we are going to create an experience, an intentional experience. And, you know, that is, I, I do, I use the word courage on purpose. I do believe it takes courage to create this kind of experience for people and then to have the level of success you have had and the kind of response you have had is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to um, talk about... Um, the way you've set this up, the way you've structured this, because people need to know that, you know, your organization is not a huge, well-funded kind of organization. You are running this on a shoestring. And, um, it, mm-hmm. you know, that in itself yeah. is, is almost a miracle 
to have lasted mm-hmm. for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's, um, it is sometimes um, a matter of somehow believing very strongly that it will definitely happen. Um, that helps. And also, I, I um, have had a couple of um, philosophical thoughts around what is success also. And also having had a very conscious, uh, conscious approach to creativity. And sometimes when in the beginning of the year, and I kind of start writing almost like a conference script, let's call it a script, or we write the conference title. And well, we're going to talk more about that when we come right back. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Are you ready to become a global citizen of the world? What would it be like to share your future with people of all ages from around the world who have one major thing in common? A commitment to make a difference with no language, religion, or age barriers. Make a difference in this world. Come to Bali this summer for an experience of a lifetime. Awakening Global Action, a seven-day gathering that will change your world. Call 866-458-2254 or visit our website at www.baliinstitute.org. You are the leaders the world has been waiting for. Call today. The Bauer Power Hour will focus on ways to improve a company's marketing message. Some of the sharpest minds in marketing will be featured on the show. So listeners will get free advice from folks that normally have to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars per hour to access. Listen live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific, that's 2 p.m. on the East Coast, to the Bauer Power Hour with host Roger Bauer on the Voice America Business Channel. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're speaking today with Kristen Envig, the founder of the Women's International Networking. And Kristen, before I went to break, you were talking about how you had to do some thinking on redefining for yourself just exactly what success is. Could you talk about that? Exactly. Thank you. That was nice rephrasing it. And I was thinking success is, um, at least for any project or for probably for a human being, too, that we can be as authentic as possible. And in creating a product um, or an experience such as this conference, I have um, spent, uh, or I always do, I spend a lot of time with women, listening to women, and then based on what I hear, um, um, I spend time, I listen, talk with colleagues and so on, and we create a conference program or conference script and creating also a conference title that every year is created. It's not um, a copy of something else or something, so it has to be somehow authentically created. And when I know it's authentically created and we put it out in the market or in the world, 
and do the best we possibly can, then I always feel that the people that come to the conference are the right people, and the number will be the right, and so on and so forth. And it's it's very much kind of an attraction principle. Um, and I think this is the fascinating thing, that it's not only uh, a model of doing business based on what is the competitor is doing, where is my niche, um, and so on and so forth, which, which also works. You know, someone is selling a big bottle, someone else is selling a small one, and I will sell something in the middle. Right. Um, it's a different thinking. It's more, you know, what, what enters into your creative process and you create something that's authentic. And based on that, putting it out in the world and, and, and work as hard as possible and see what that attracts. Well, of course, mixing it with some traditional business works as well. But it is a combination of push and pull, but a lot of pull. And, and you do work very hard. It, it is quite an undertaking. And I so appreciate the way you balance um, the concept of business and um, the other side. I mean, you know, and, and I say that as if business doesn't have the other side. Um, but in fact, you are able to say business is as a whole the combination yeah. of head and heart, of facts yeah. and and feelings, and yeah. um, you have been very clear about that from the beginning, and also very sensitive to the fact that not everybody has that understanding, and so mm-hmm. you really are careful about the way you present um, things mm-hmm. so that you don't scare people away, which I find fascinating. Um, it's almost as if you don't want to impose a specific dogma of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this, isn't, this isn't the new dogma, you know. You don't yeah, want yeah. to do it the way that other things have been done. And um, so so how did you decide that this was something you wanted to do? Let's go back to, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why did you, first of all, you were pretty young when you decided to do this. Well, yeah. you're still young. But, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. at, the, at the age that you decided to do this, um, I would say most women that age would not have had the capacity for that kind of vision. And even if they did, um, would they have the capacity to actually put this in place? Um, yeah. Can you talk about what was happening for you at the time when you decided to go for this? Yes, yes. I mean, in a way, you know, it's interesting because um, I was I was pretty, yeah, I was in my late 20s and I had been working um, quite a lot abroad and I had been, um, I, I lived in Italy at the time, I was yeah. working as a Norwegian person and I felt like, oh, working internationally, it's very exciting. Italy is obviously beautiful and wonderful and all, yeah. all of it. But working there, okay, was facing a completely different culture. I also worked in finance and banking and very, at the time, very male-dominated. And um, a couple of other things that happened to me. Yeah, and it was during my career in the bank, I also felt that, hey, it doesn't really matter if I'm the best, you know, producing the best results. It's not only the merits that count, it overcomes no people. Um, so that was something I realized. And then I left the bank and I worked as a consultant, um, teaching quite a lot, traveling around in Eastern Europe. And traveling sometimes on a team with only men, I also realized that, oh, God, if I knew someone here, it would be a lot easier um, not having to sit alone in some hotel or the room service and, and many things like that. So there was a 
combination of me having traveled for business, being in a corporation that was very male-dominated, and in a country that wasn't my own, facing a different culture. So all those things, I thought, wow, you know, maybe it would be interesting to get a group of women together and talk about how it is to work um, to work internationally. So the, the main focus was working uh, about working globally. And I uh, also saw back 10 years ago, you know, Internet was basically just coming, arriving, digitalization, globalization. And I saw that big companies that wanted talent uh, needed talent that had some global global thinking and international experience. And often in these cases, you could think that many women were the right people as they're studying more languages and so on. But in any case, I thought, okay, let's get together to so make sure that women that we have the skills, knowledge, and the network to make it happen in, in, in the professional world, and particularly then working internationally. Skills so, knowledge and the network, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so there are three components, skills, right. knowledge, and the network. It sounds like all three are, are absolutely required. And, yeah. and it seems like, um, you know, I don't want to make this a men-women thing, but it does seem like that men in business have... A, it, is it that they automatically have more network, or is it that they they tend to be better at networking, or what do you think? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I or I think it is a traditional. Traditionally, men have been better at it. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, um, men have spent time on it without even thinking about it. Uh, um, I don't. I think women. It's not that we haven't been better. At, we are very good at building. Women are very good at building relationships, but I think it is. Um, Women have maybe networked very much for social reasons um, and not so much for professional reasons in the past. Right, right. But I mean, this past five years or even ten years, it's, it's grown incredible. I mean, women are really yeah. networking a lot these days. Right. So you decided that you wanted to do something about this. You decided that you wanted to um, take this idea forward. How yeah. did you have the courage to do this? Yeah, I don't know. I think I was pretty, the first year I was probably pretty stubborn about, or it was, yeah, something on that. So that's what, you know, I want to do an event. I want to do it in Milano. Uh, Milano is a difficult place, but I just want to do it because I want to <laughs> make sure I can do something here. And um, <laughs> it was very, <laughs> I was very active in a local group and uh, of women and invited them all. And, and we managed, you know, and, and the idea at the, at the beginning was not to create some global mega network. It was to do a one, one-off conference and, and create a, a, a European network. And the conference worked, and it worked really, really well. And about 150 people came the first year, and everyone said, you know, this is great. Let's do it again. And uh, uh, luckily, during the first time, I had a lady from IBM in the room, someone from Whirlpool, a guy from Nestle. And and so we started to talk to them and get more companies involved so that we did it, and we did it again the second time. Yeah. Those two first three, almost three first years, it was run on a volunteer basis. Um, so it was all around my kitchen table, table folding brochures and <laughs> calling people and, you know, things like that and faxing. You know, internet was not so big, but it, but luckily it became big um, around the corner and it made us, uh, on a very low budget, be able to market this event on a global basis. Hmm. And, so and, you, and from it sounds like you had some support early on um, 
from the large multinational corporations because they were they saw something in it for them too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was very very interesting because I see uh, no, I don't know exactly in the U.S., but especially in Europe, I saw that like ten years ago the company started to look at the issue of women in leadership, and it has uh, grown exponentially. And so as we have grown as a conference in the concept, um, the companies have also looked more seriously into the issue. And that has helped. And I think working with the companies has made sure we also always have had to be very practical. And we have done a lot of workshops that are skill-based and that the companies have always liked. Yes, yeah. And you also... You still have, though, the, the blend. Um, I, I find it fascinating. I mean, you had um, um, sessions on how to network um, with, you know, to develop your skills to become board members. Um, yeah. And that is actually becoming um, more of an issue that has been brought to light in a lot of European countries, and mm-hmm. I definitely want to touch on that in a minute. Um because women are viewed as um, having a lot to offer in the corporate and in the entrepreneurial world. And um, it's being recognized worldwide. And so you actually have created a place for women mm-hmm. to grow those skills and not lose themselves, yeah. which um, I think is something that is different, actually. And um, when we come back, from this break, um, what I want to do is talk about what some of those skills are, but also talk about the values that you hold for women and how important that really is. So um, we will be back in Mm -hmm. just a few minutes with Kristen Enbig, founder of Women's International Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Are you ready to become a global citizen of the world? What would it be like to share your future with people of all ages from around the world who have one major thing in common? A commitment to make a difference with no language, religion, or age barriers. Make a difference in this world. Come to Bali this summer for an experience of a lifetime. Awakening Global Action, a seven-day gathering that will change your world. Call 866-458-2254 or visit our website at www.baliinstitute.org. You are the leaders the world has been waiting for. Call today. 
you have business style? Is your business style working against you? Does your business style support your overall business and career goals? If you're not achieving goals at the workplace, you'll benefit from Business Style with Kimberly B., a leadership expert and executive recruiter who will outline strategies to help you manage your business and career and achieve the success you want. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific to Business Style with Kimberly B. on the Voice America Business Channel. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. We're speaking today with Kristen Enveig, founder of the Women's International Networking, which, Kristen, you founded in 1998, right, in Milan, Italy? That's true. That's right. And, and you know, you created some values that um, have been consistent um, through the last 10 years with WIN, and it seems mm-hmm. that they're very important. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Uh, for us, what's really important, I mean, we have what we call our pillars, probably also the pillars and values, is that we really um, we want to be international or global in absolutely everything we do. So from day one, we have invited women from the developing countries to come and be with us, um, just as much as from the developed world. So it means also when you're developing a conference program, speakers, keynotes, workshop leaders, and so on, but you have to be uh, very conscious about that and make sure we invite people from absolutely every continent. And um, so that our values are not only something we say, but that we are actually trying to do that also in our own little organization. And every year I have trainees working with me in the office, again, trying to get them coming in from the developing world um, yeah. alongside with uh, the women from the Western world. Mm-hmm. So, this, so this is one of our... One of our key pillars or values is being totally global in everything we do. We are also um, saying that we want to be practical. <laughs> so that means that um, trying to, to, yeah, which is part of the same thing, trying to be, trying to walk the talk. So if you say we're doing something, we, we're also trying to, to make it happen. It means that we're doing workshops and we're working with uh, educational organizations that can help us make this happen as well. Right. And then we believe in integrity. And in our approach to integrity, it's, it's a quite, a, quite a deep ecology approach or systemic approach. So we believe that integrity is our, is our personal integrity, but also that we are part of a, a system, a society, a community. And I think that's something that women have been traditionally so good at community building. So I'm part of a yeah. community where I live. I'm part of a environment in which I live and which which is which is um, incredibly important but not only for me as an individual but that we are also live in a collective community which is our local community and the national community and the global community. Mm-hmm. And then we have a fourth pillar value which is that of a holistic or we call it a feminine approach. Mm-hmm. And um, with that it means to bring in um, the right way and as much as the left to, to focus on beauty and not only competition and efficiency. Um, so to give that holistic approach to everything we do. And at the moment we do use the word 
feminine quite a lot, although it's of course, um, and with feminine we don't mean nail polish or having a right. hairdresser. We mean <laughs> it at a more deeper level, so those who have done yoga or something like that, you can think yeah. about it as a yin. Um, because we feel that at the moment in the world, whether it's world politics or doing business, there isn't the same balance that ideally we'd like to see happen in the world. So at the moment, let's focus on the feminine for all women, on the caring, on the sharing, on the receiving, on the attracting, and, and more of a win-win approach to negotiations and so on and so forth. And then we are totally neutral. We work with many big corporations. We work with associations. But we work with as many as possible in order to try to avoid needing to depend on one of them or another. Right, right, right. Our mission is really to inspire women worldwide and inspire them to positive change. Um, and what we do is to develop, empower, and connect women at the global level. Hmm. So develop, empower, and connect. Correct. Our name is right. Women International Networking, so we don't... Obviously, networking is a big focus, but it's really only one-third of it. It's develop leaders and empowering them is also very important. Well, I find it interesting that you named it Women's International Networking and not Network because networking is a verb. It's an action. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer that languaging uh, really influences what happens. And... um, so the network is something that is um, a solid or static or, um, you know, it, it is something that is an entity, whereas the networking is um, something that is engaging and requires energy and interaction. And so yeah. in, even in the naming of the organization, you are supporting what it is you want to have happen. Um, yeah. I find that fascinating. There's a quote that um, you have on your website from mm-hmm. a woman who, um, speaking of networks, who was president of the Professional Women's Network from Paris, France. And yeah. um, I think it's Anne Wittenberg Cox. Is it Anne? Yeah. yeah. Um, Aviva. She, she, Aviva. Okay. And she writes, um, uh, Wins Conference is like no other because it is European born and bred and celebrates what makes women different rather than the same because it amplifies the voice of women from Switzerland to Slovenia and from Sweden to Spain. Looking for a different look at women's issues? Look at when. And I thought, you know, it's very interesting that she points out that um, that having the European genesis that that actually um, created more the culture of appreciating differences. Um, and, and speaking as someone who comes from the United States, I completely understand that. My first experience at Win last year um, was that um, I so felt that people's differences were appreciated. And that when I contrasted um, conferences in the U.S. to conferences abroad, um, I very often have that experience. And mm-hmm. it was especially present at the WIN conference. Um, people mm-hmm. were not trying to be like each other. They were trying to um, be individuals who could shine. And that mm-hmm. was appreciated. And, um, I, you know, it seems like that is, that is very much at the core of your success. It's interesting what you're saying. 
I don't know if it's European, but it could be. Um, if you think about all these nations in Europe uh, speaking still so many different languages and so on, nobody kind of really wants to speak the same language and nobody wants right. to be the same. Right. That is interesting. And, and, and at the same time, I think everywhere now in the, in the whole world, there is a lot of pressure towards stereotypical, you can say, like the stereotypical. I think for a lot of women, we have in our mind what is a stereotypical businesswoman. You have in mind what a stereotypical beautiful woman is. You know, there's a lot of pressure through media of looking a certain way, of being a certain way, of, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm not sure. It could be that in Europe it's, it's, it's easier to be different. But already, even here, there's a lot of pressure of being the same. Um... But I think that, um, yeah, it's hard. Also, Aviva Wittenberg-Cox wrote a quote. is partially Canadian, I think. So she could maybe even see it better than when you're in the middle of it. So your observation is very interesting to me as well because um, I have never really lived in the U.S., so I don't know how it is. Yeah, <laughs> Although I met yeah. a lot of American women. So. Yeah. yeah but it's, it, I, 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 see, I hear you. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, and, and you know, I um, I think that that is probably what makes um, some conferences um, or gatherings um, feel uncomfortable to people. You know, I think that's what makes some networking sessions uncomfortable for people because they think they have to be like everybody else, and that if they're not like everybody else, they feel like they are less than or not enough. And, you know, I see that as a, um, a real problem in the societies around the world. And uh, it seems that um, the more global we become, that there's that tension between trying to be accepted to be like some entity mm-hmm. or trying to be accepted um, and, to be, and to maintain one's brilliance and difference. And, and I think that this is going to continue to be a big challenge for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, around the world. Um, what do you think for yourself? What is the biggest challenge that you hold as the founder of WIN? Um, for society or for or organization? Mm. Well, let's take both. <laughs> yeah. No, take society, what? I think we are on a point. I think you think of accepting each other or and, and daring, I mean, people dare to find their own way and accepting other people's way, um, you will have a lot less fear around because people are scared of not, not fitting in, not being good enough, and, and all of that. So that's a huge challenge. We're going to take another break, Kristen. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andy's doing good here. Um, we're going to be right back and talk more about this.
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Are you ready to become a global citizen of the world? What would it be like to share your future with people of all ages from around the world who have one major thing in common? A commitment to make a difference with no language, religion, or age barriers. Make a difference in this world. Come to Bali this summer for an experience of a lifetime. Awakening Global Action, a seven-day gathering that will change your world. Call 866-458-2254 or visit our website at www.baliinstitute.org. You are the leaders the world has been waiting for. Call today. Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcasts live on the Voice America Business Channel, Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. We're back with Kristen Ingvig, founder of the Women's International Networking um, Organization. Kristen, before we went to break, um, we were talking about some of the challenges that you face as the um, founder of WIN um, societally and um, in the organization. So could you mm-hmm. talk about that? Uh, yes. So I think, like, in general, I think this, this thing for women right now, it's a and then maybe probably also for men, but as as I work with women, I think it's this of 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 um, kind of encouraging women to find their own voices, find their own way, and and also to really build communities. And I think that is um, is through networking, but build also caring communities where people take care of each other. And because I think one of the big challenges we have right now is. It's, it's too much competi- fear-based competition of how you should look, how you should work, and how you should be distances. You know, there's a lot of crime on TV, on this and that, and no time enough to be with children and family and the old people. So there are a lot of things. Which mm. is, it's symptoms or problems of modern society. It's everywhere. And, and then there are other great things of modern society. We, can, we have Internet. We have all sort of digitalization that's helping us. I think one of the things that we need to to work hard on to have peaceful lives and peaceful societies is is really on the on how we work and how we behave and how we are in any relationships and and I think one of the things that we work with that we need to actually going back to defining what is networking um, so that it's not a, that it becomes a comfortable comfortable thing it's really about networking its purpose, but also the pleasure 
you know, and we say, be with people that make you feel good and make sure you also contribute in making other people feel good. And you can, in a conversation with someone, uh, lift their confidence and, uh. and things like that. So and that is also part of energy because you know, at a time where we thought about networking as like finding a job or, you know, looking for a house and, you know, you're very thin. Right, right, right. And no, I think, yes, it's two things. It's also a lot of information, so it's kind of like a knowledge management. I learned so much from talking to people. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's also like this radio program. It's really interesting. But we're also talking kind of the third level. It's a change of energy as well. So uh, a lot of women are burning out, tired, working too hard, you know, doing it all, work, life, everything. And, and there too... How can we help each other so that all the things we do are done in an environment where, where we feel as comfortable and as confident as possible um, mm. in a healthy way? So um, I think these are some of the, the challenges and opportunities. It's really uh, wonderful to hear you talk about this in that way, that networking is really about helping other people to feel comfortable. It mm. kind of takes the pressure off of people, the individual it's like it's not about me; it's about yeah. helping others. <laughs> you know? yes. And, and yes. that I think really does take the pressure off and make it mm-hmm. um, easier for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have um, an, in 2008. You have the opportunity for another conference. Are you guys going to do another conference? Yeah, we were thinking about it. Um, I mean, there were <laughs> there were. I think we, we somehow have to do it. I, I was uh, for a while thinking after done 10, and so, Christine, what's next? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's, yeah it's, um, it's, um, it's a lot of work to find the funding and to do all of that work. So sometimes it's, um, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do it again. But I, I've already spoken to a few sponsors who are, who are committing already now to sponsors next year. So it's... Uh, Right now, we are doing some facility facilitation studies to see what we can do and so on and so forth. So, with 99% probability, there will be a conference in in the end of September 2008. Oh, fantastic! And it will definitely be a next one. The only change would be to do it a little bit later. But end of September is so it works very well, and and people seem to be flocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they um, seem to be flocking to our event. Absolutely. Um, you know, I appreciate your philosophy a lot about the leadership journey. Um, I, um, you talk about women's empowered leadership as the key to transforming organizations, communities, and even ourselves in the future. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, um, tell me, just in a short sentence, tell me the characteristics that you believe are in the feminine values. You touched on this in the last part. You were talking about building caring communities. Um, what are some of the um, characteristics that women can apply in business? Well, they, so they can apply in business. Actually, yeah, everyone can apply in business, right? Everyone, yes, exactly, that everyone can. I think it is, um, is, is really spending time Talking to people, show you're caring. Um, it's not only a feminine characteristic in the sense of male and and and, and fem- male and female, but I think it's some of some of the things that we can do 
is is really caring for people, you know, even on the level of caring for things, you know, make sure you recycle. I mean, this is this is this is also some, something I think that you have to take care of. And then I think um, another thing is, is this thing of um, of growth. You know, it's very important to grow a good business, but it may not always uh, need to grow at any cost, um, at any pace. And I think so it's very important to kind of have this sustainability thinking in, in, in the growth process of a business as well. And I think women can always make sure it doesn't go too fast. And mm. well, what does it cost? And who are mm. we taking advantage of? If that is happening, then let's not do it. Um, another thing I was thinking about in, in the case of women is to take time to really you know, connect and feel, are we doing the right thing? Um, there was also in the, in the newspaper here in Norway, you know, we were talking a lot about getting more women into corporate board, and they passed a law to get 40% of women into, into the big boards. Yeah. They can't get, yeah. They're saying they can't get enough women, and the discussion is, okay, women need to be more cynical and more opportunistic and blah, blah, blah. That's the, the current debate in the paper. And I was saying, no, we better get in there not being opportunistic and cynical, but just being strong anyway, just yeah. being very strong. Um, with with a more caring caring vision, mm. and I think it's this thing of thinking of the other, thinking of the group, and not only yourself. Not the, um, it's not really male female, but it's certainly a more collective approach, perhaps. Well, I think that's what um, everyone appreciates about this whole. Um, philosophy of thinking that you've built into WIN, which is that um, it's really about balance. It's about balancing um, feminine power and masculine success approaches, and um, that balance really is the ultimate goal. Um, Kristen, I am so impressed, continue to be so impressed with the work you're doing, and I know that there are women around the world who are so excited to be part of WIN, and I know those that are listening now who are not part of it really will want to do this, and so um, look forward very much to hearing about when the next WIN um, conference yeah. will be in 2008 yeah. and where it will be, um, and I, um, I just wish you all the best. Now, if people want to continue to track what's going on and get in touch with you or learn more about WIN, where can yeah. they go? Yeah, they can go to our website, and it's actually www.winconference.net. So uh, win that's w-i-n-conference.net, winconference.net. Win-conference.net. And um, they'll be able to, to actually get a peek into what the 2007 conference was like, um, and they will be able to um, keep up to see what's coming. Um, Thank you so much for this fantastic hour that we've spent together. I so appreciate that. Thanks Um, for saying. I just am. You you inspire, Kristen. (laughs) Absolutely inspire. You have the courage, um, and in your words, the way you characterized win this year, taking the next step, fearless, graceful, and together. You certainly promote that all around the world. So thanks, Kristen. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. I'd like to remind everybody to think big because this world could become a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Estevito.